Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys, welcome back, EYL. This is uh, going to be an exciting episode, something that is near and dear to my heart, Oof. something that's extremely, <laughs> extremely important. So that, that's a smile within the first 10 seconds. Listen. Yeah. It's going to be big. Hey, sure, sure. I'm with it. We did an episode, I forgot what number it was. It was a while ago. Um, no, it was content creation. Oh, that it was, was It was just me. 28. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, B. It was. We dropped two episodes yeah, one week. Yeah, we went back to back. Yeah. And it was like A and B. Um. So yeah, that second half of that episode was me talking about content creation, because um devoted a lot of time to learning about Instagram and content creation. It's very Takes important. Takes a minute. Very important. So, this is our follow up. We brought an expert in, Nikki Saunders. So if you are familiar with her, 
You've seen her on Instagram. She does a lot of dope stuff, but my probably personal favorite thing that you do is you take other people's content and you break it down and kind of like explain it. Like, so you recently did that with one of our videos. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. Of course. Uh, a lot of Miami vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you did it with Circle of CEOs event. Yeah. Um, a few people. And so, but before that, Eric Thomas, a legend in the game. So branding and content creator. Yeah. Head of branding and content for Eric Thomas. So, you see ET, and you probably got introduced to ET on social media. If I did. now I'm talking about oh. from the general public, general, I was like they yeah. did too. General, so did general, you. <laughs> general public. So you probably got introduced to him on social media through a clip on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And odds are Nikki probably made that clip, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, top of the line. So yeah. Nikki is a master in content creation across all platforms, and now she's stepping more out in the public. Has a podcast, more active on social media, growing a rapid following. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be an interesting conversation on how to build a brand online. Content creation is one of these things that there's really no college course for. No, so a lot of business owners, you know, are losing out because they don't know how to. Not just business owners, but just anybody, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, artists, whoever wants to become, you know, more popular on social media, they're losing out because they don't know how to go about making content or even if you're hiring somebody you have to actually have some level of knowledge because you could be hiring the wrong person if you don't actually know if you don't have the vision yet exactly. it's not for the faint of heart and it takes a lot of discipline talk about it <laughs> no it really isn't talk it's, about a, it's it. a specialty and so we should treat it as such and so boys and girls it's yeah, open. It's yeah. Special. so <laughs> without further ado thank you for joining us appreciate it appreciate it appreciate you having me yeah for, real. for sure for sure so all right so let's get some backstory let's do it how did you start in the content yeah. creation and how did you start working with Eric Thomas? So I was in the Navy for about like nine years, right? And once I got out, I was in IT, didn't really figure out like what to do. And of course, like anybody else, like I saw an ET video. I was like, who is this man yelling at me? What's happening? <laughs> Why is he yelling? But I'm like so intrigued, right? Like I'm so intrigued what's happening. So um, I found out that he had like a online community called Breed University. And um, I joined and I just realized that on on there, like I had like a voice. Like I was posting on the in the group, I was doing all these videos, this, that, and the third. I did all the mashups and they were like, yo, the mashups are fire, right? So for those who don't know what the mashups are, it's like when you take somebody's voice and you put like just regular video that goes along with it and make it work, right? So they were like, yo, uh, you're everywhere. Like you're in all our events. You're in in our group. Like you want to try this social media stuff? I was like, sure. I'm addicted to it. So why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why why not? Um, but I started out with like that serving kind of heart, which kind of transferred to content creation because I realized that what was missing with E's platform was that he wasn't serving as much as he does in real life. So when you looked at E's platform before and what you normally see with other people's platform is like a lot of flyers, a lot of promo about self and things like that. We did, okay, what do the people want? The people want to hear him yell at you, hit the bars, give us motivation. And so I just created little clips like that over time. And it went from like 300K to now 2.1 million just on Instagram and like millions on that just serving the people and that's like normally how i got started with just the serving heart 
so what's the time frame, right? Because you said IT, yep. you were doing that, yep. um, and you came with adding value, which yep. is important. A lot of people don't realize, like, add value, give value, yeah. give value. Yeah. At what point does ET recognize, and like, who is this young lady doing all these things? Right. I need to meet her. Let's sit down with her. So I would say about, like, that first year, like I said, I joined the, the community, but then when he was at the events, when I tell you... My little my little Honda was driving in every of these cities that he was at. I was there just to serve and like I was on my phone recording. Mm. Like I just used what I had and I created the different clips on my phone. And he's like, Who is who is this little black and Puerto Rican chick? And uh CJ, his right hand, everybody knows I have the kicks. Like that's when I was just like, I have everything fresh and he was like, Simple. Yo. <laughs> He's like, I need a size 14. I was like, say less. Like two weeks later, he had the the bread ones and he was like, who are you? Hello. Um, Sounds like we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, who are, okay, yo, I'm a, whatever you need, let me know. Right. And so I took, I made sure that not E was taken care of, but like his uh, right hand man and uh, Carl, which is his third. Right. And I just made sure like, okay, what does the community need? Does anything need to be uploaded? I, I have an IT background. Let's do that. And I was doing it faster than majority of the people. So they were like, stay right here. You're not going anywhere. What else can you do? I was like, I like this. It wasn't even that I was really good at it. It was like, yo, I really like this, but I know this is missing on the social media. And he's like, okay, let's try that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, He's always on the road. We can't bring you. That's fine. You have seven years of content, more than seven years of content. I could just reuse that. And they're like, you can? I was like, yeah, we, you recorded it for a reason. So I just started clipping up all the old stuff and making it look new. And till this day, like that whole pandemic that, that just happened, like he didn't hit the stage at all. And he didn't lose a beat because we were posting three times a day of just repurposing old content. So um, repurposing very important. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. But um, so you have a level of background in like computer programming. Yeah. So all right, yeah. that's important because people. It's not like you just came off the street. You you know how to edit videos. No, I didn't know how to edit video. The most that I knew about anything about videos was music videos, and I used to watch them religiously. So how'd you, I didn't. How'd, <laughs> I'm just saying. How'd you learn how to edit? Um, I just tried it. Like I started with iMovie, like majority of people. Um, I put, I just knew how to tell a story. Like if you could, if somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? And you answer that, you know how to tell a story. On the MacBook? Yeah. Hmm. So you know what's so crazy? Cause I'm going to talk about, um, you know, I still, I still do our clips and I edit it and you know, I don't know how to use a computer. No, he's not lying. What? What? <laughs> the true story is this. Here's the true story. I got him a computer two years ago. I think it's still in the box. I gave it to my son, actually. <laughs> um, so, what? No, it's the truth. It's the truth. So I had to do it on the phone, which actually helped me because I, I'll talk about all these apps, but I yeah. had to learn so many different apps. Yeah. Because you could do anything on your phone. Absolutely. And I learned how to edit um, on my cell phone, which is obviously not the best way to go about it. But it's the, I will say it's the easiest because... When I was doing that for E for his events, all his clips on from the events were from my phone. I didn't dare. Now we just got the rhythm to where I can get on the the Mac and everything like that. But the first part was like get that, 
put it in InShot, trim it up, put some words on it. We keep it moving. Like I just speed kills when it comes to social media. So like I'm that you just started with the with the phone and stayed <laughs> there. I ain't mad at it because it's it's just easier and and faster. It is. It is. Well, all right, let's get into this conversation. Then. So different types of content. Yeah. But let's talk about the content that converts and actually has an impact. Yeah. With Eric Thomas is yeah. at the two million level. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to get to. So what's the what's the content that converts and has impact? Uh, authentic content. And, and that sounds very cliche. But at the end of the day, the way the like the world has been with with social media and content and everything like that. We just want to see you and we just want to see what honestly you have to give and not uh, being sold to. So if you speak like so show us speaking like mm -hmm. what what do you speak about? Show us the important parts like the first about three to five seconds. You need to get straight to the point. Don't give me yo, well, my dog. Um, I, I got a puppy in Christmas and, and in Christmas I was really sad and my mom, no one cares. Yo, I got a puppy and it like, it flipped nine times and here's it flipping. Like, that's the point of it. Show us that in the first five seconds. So, you know, when we're looking at trying to create content that converts and that actually creates impact, what is, what is your genius and show that consistently for like every single day? Not when I feel like it, I got time for like three, four times, like every single day because everybody's posting yeah. and everybody's nine out of 10 times is trash. So yeah. when you're talking about clips that hit, yeah. I mean, obviously you're at a different level now, but yeah. even in then, were yeah. there certain analytics or certain numbers that you saw that you reached and were like, all right, this is one, or was it just like, all right. People are vibing to us as being reposted. Like, what were the analytics that you used to say, all right, we're going with this? So I, I honestly went based off what the people said. So if we was to post about, let's say, um, let's say sports, right? Uh, a message of like, keep going and showing like basketball clips and like, yo, I needed that for the game. Yo, I, I didn't finish a chapter. And I'm, I'm going based off the clips of what, uh, based off the comments of what they're saying in order to make the next one. Mm. Like the the analytics are cool for the simple fact of age range and uh, interest and things like that. But for a personal brand, like it goes more of what the people want. And so instead of asking them, I really pay attention to like, even though we may not respond all the time, I'm looking at it like, what are you honestly saying about it? Did you feel it? Did you not? I, I, and I'm not only going based off the fires, I'm going based off the conversational wise in order to create next week's content. Mm. So it, the comment section is, is important. But if you don't get comments, yo, do polls, you know, like A, B, like show what you want to talk about, two topics, make them, uh, you know, pick real quick, not the question box, but like just A, B, C, mm -hmm. and then create content after that. And then also, I mean, I think people get like me personally. I never look at um, insights. Really? Yeah, I never look Why? at insights because I feel like there's no need to. I can see what's popping mm -hmm. based off of how many views or how many likes something gets. So I gotta look at it like if I put a video out and it gets a bunch of views, this is kind of content that people are into. Right. If I put a video out and it doesn't get a bunch of views. They're not into that kind yeah, of content. So that's the tricky part. Like mm -hmm. you can have one that has views, but let's say it has a thousand comments. 
because mm-hmm. of the content of the show. That's yeah. why I said it's like it's like a tricky line. A tricky. What do you mean? It's not tricky at all. Yeah. So if somebody's commenting on a post, mm-hmm. right, and there's a lot of feedback and it's not boxed, yeah, but it only has six thousand views, yeah, some they're engaged, right? It didn't have the same amount of like twenty thousand to forty thousand views. So does that mean we shouldn't go in that route anymore? Well, in my that direction. My person. I'll let you answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My personal strategy is my personal idea is it usually correlates with each other. Mm-hmm. Usually. You're not going to get a bunch of views on something that doesn't, a bunch of comments on something that doesn't have a lot of views. Usually they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point is to maximize the exposure. So the more views, the more likes, that's going to reach a wider audience. That's why the comments and the, the views and the likes go hand in hand. So for me, I mean, the easiest way is kind of to gauge what are people most interested in by what are they liking the most and what are they viewing the most. But you're very aware of your content. See, so some people need the insights because it there, there's like a system that I go through. It's like platform, audience, and you, right? So the audience part is where you need to look at the insights because what about the saves? Like, so if you're mm-hmm. on Instagram, the saves mean way more than possibly the views. And the shares, too. And yeah, shares. and yeah, the yeah, shares. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't show off top of like what you see. So you may have to hit that view insight for that particular one, or even, you know, in the overall insights. And it says like, you can do the the analytics and break it down to, okay, if I want saves, right. Because that's probably what's going to get you on the explore page. If you're, if people are saving it like crazy, nine out of 10 times, you have the right hashtags, nine out of 10 times, you're probably on the explore page. Right. So, if you are trying to get the maximum reach, those are the type of analytics that you kind of have to look at. You looking at views and comments is more catering to who you have right now, where like the saves and the shares is going to cater to the masses. This episode of Earn Your Leisure is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's is more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. Over the years, it's become a staple in our community. It's the place you're guaranteed to see teammates after a big game because everyone is headed to Mickey D's, win or lose. When I stop in for my morning breakfast of three hotcakes and a hash brown, seeing students using the Wi-Fi for their social media is all part of the routine. It's become the epicenter of the community. Whether it's gathering for a birthday party, and we've all been to a McDonald's birthday party, or the place that someone receives their first job, McDonald's grows with its patrons, which makes it the go-to place, generation, after generation, ba da ba ba ba, McDonald's. I'm loving it. So the, it, I, both of them are like both types are very very important for that. But I still believe your analytics are going to give you the blueprint to your content strategy because it's going to tell you exactly what the platform wants and it's going to tell you exactly what your audience wants. Because like for example, with Instagram Reels is popping, right? So you're going to look at the analytics for which reel actually did something good, right? And duplicate that, you know? Um, whereas for the audience, you're going to look at how many people has done the shares and the saves and the comments, and you're going to duplicate that in order to nurture them so they can stay there because you get unfollows every single day if you don't nurture that particular audience. So like insight, I'm, and I'm not... I'm not a big fan of always checking analytics because I'm a very spontaneous person, but I know the importance and I look at it at least once a month because I got to make sure that, okay, am I making, am I playing the platform game? Because at the end of the day, 
we got to get the maximum reach. And am I playing the audience game because I'm trying to build a community and trying to keep them uh, safe and heard? No, that's that's, good yeah. So yeah. as far as all right, growing a personal brand on social media, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that because you could you have a business. Yeah. You can have a personal brand. Yeah. You can combine the two. I think people kind of get confused. Let's talk about personal brand first. Yeah. What are some things to do to grow a personal brand? You have to show your genius, but show your human side as well, right? So we have to know what you're dope at. Like we're not we're not always interested in fluffy. Like we love your kids, but we're not going to share your kids, right? So no, we no, no, share kids. No, it, that's kind of weird. Is is kind of yeah? You don't think it, I, I humanize kind of, every once in a while? So this, this is no, 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 part. no. I mean, I mean, like I won't share your kids. Like you'll share your kids, and you but like you'll like. Oh, you mean we'll like, like you won't share? The, the post. No, like we won't share oh, the post. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, you but see you don't what I'm like saying? the picture. I like it because okay. I like but kids, but I'm not sharing. Like you share my kids. Right? Why would I do that? But they're cute. But like I'm not putting it on my stories. Like oh, he has cute kids. Like it's like. Look at these kids. Right. Let's look at them. They're so... No, Unless I'm not they doing got some fresh kicks on. See, okay, but I, then I, that's a theme. But I, that's a th I see what you did there. I know the way to I see, heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the analytics. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I see what you did there. But but that's if you themed it out, right? See, yep, yep, yep. And then I'll get you on the sneaker pages. But that's, not a, that's a whole different conversation, right? But like you have to... When it comes to a personal brand, we have to know what you're dope at. And there has to be content that shows that. And then kind of put in the human kind of vibe because we want to connect with you as a human. We want to know that you're not just, you're like, oh, that's a goal. Like I want to be her or him at the end of the day. That may be true, but I also want to be able to talk to you. I want to be also be able to connect with you and join your programs and feel like you're actually going to be there. You know, there's some personal brands that we see that we're like, I don't know if they answer their DMs. I don't know if I reach their assistant, this, that, and the third. And the great thing about creating a personal brand with like just that human connection is like, oh, you're, you're reachable. You're not typical influencer that just doesn't pay attention to us after you have 10K mm -hmm, followers. Mm -hmm. So um, by creating the, the dopeness and the genius part first and then the human side, it gives a great blend of like, I don't know what you do, but I want a part of it. Yeah. So what's what's the line, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like after you show the dopeness, you show yeah. the human side. Now we blend after we've done both. Is yeah. there like a system? Like you know what? I'm washing dishes, or I'm going to the kids, going to the park with my kids. Mm -hmm. But yo, here's my brand too. Like what's that feng shui of like balancing those two? So I always go with like setting boundaries. Like first, what do you? What are some non-negotiables of what you'll post? Right. Yeah. Like I'm you may not be the one that wants to post about your relationship. You may not be. But then you may want to post everything about eating popcorn. Right. So what is like two posts, two dope posts about your genius and maybe one about your human side or create a whole feature like stories may just be of your personal side okay. where, you know, the the feed is going to be more of the highlights of you know, your genius of your craft and everything like that. So people are like, okay, I know what he or she does. And it's very clear because when I go on your social media or when I Google you, the content aligns with what you do. But then when I get to know you, I'm looking at your lives. I'm looking at your, your stories. I'm looking at maybe some of your reels and that's more of your personal side. So you, you kind of have to find a feature 
that shows your personal side a little bit more and that it completely blends with your craft. So, um, all right. So what about growing a business brand? Now that is where you really don't show anything personal. Like, but in order, the way the world is working right now, you got to kind of put a face to, to a brand, right? Um, for the simple fact, the same reason why we grow a personal brand, we connect with people. We don't connect with logos. We don't connect with just regular brands. We connect with people. So if you show uh, the people who are working for you, if you're showing like more of a, the behind the scenes of it, then that's giving more of the human side as well with the business. But you're going more focused on all right, what is the product? What is the service? What is the stories behind the products and the services? Not just saying, hey, I got water, buy my water. It's like the water was created in order to help what pain point, you know, and the pain points are the ones, the pieces of content that you're going to be showing instead of necessarily the products. So when it comes to the business side, you're, you're catering to your audience through stories and through behind the scenes of your employees. So, I mean, on the business side, mm-hmm. at what point, again, with balance, because yep. I feel like some people have a business yep. and it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Every five minutes, they're in your face. Yeah. And then it's like, you lost me. I'm unfollowing. Right. And so right. At, for, that, for that scenario, like, what what is it? Is it like, all right, every three to four posts, we do something about a product that we're doing, mm-hmm. but we show them the brilliance of, of our, our company. I mean, it's, it, dep- it depends on that particular business, but I do believe with a balance of, uh, your customers, your employees, and then your product, because you want to show who honestly is using the brand, right? You want to like, people want to have that kind of testimonials, want to see like people interact and be highlighted. Like, let's say if you, you know, have a hat brand, other people, you know, other people wearing the hats instead of the models, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. You know? Um, so a, a blend of actual people, uh, your employees because it brings that human connection and then the product kind of just lasts, but with a story still tied into the people. So what are some ways to monetize content on social media? That's a big, that's a big one. Oh, where do you want to start? So the million dollar question. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, first it starts with you, right? You're able to monetize your own content through literally just saying, Let me put my cash app on my, my content, right? Because you'll be surprised as you're serving and you're giving value, people will want to bless you. And if you are not providing a website or a way for payment, they're just, they're like, what what do you want? Let me pay you something, right? So like if you were to just put like your cash app, your PayPal, Vimeo, whatever, first and foremost, just really discreet, that's one way. Of course, being your own, you know, having your own ads in your content is is another way. You know, if you're selling a shirt, anything, sneakers, whatever, you put that in the middle of your content. Don't allow the platforms to kind of do that for you because you've already created an audience and they're like, well, I'm watching 50% of your, your content already. If I put it into 30%, I may, you know, I may want this. So be your own way of monetizing first, but then like with different platforms. So Instagram has badges, they have reels, bonuses, and they have uh, in-stream ads, 
right? Mm -hmm. So badges is if you go live, you have about like 10K followers or above, and you go live on a consistent basis. It's like a tipping system. So you have that reels because it's really popping right now. Um, they're giving creators money to create reels. How, what's the, how, how do you get paid to create reels? So it's, it's based off plays. So for example, if you get 9.8 million plays, you get 8,500, right? That's, and they, they vary between bonuses. So they're, they're playing around with it as far as like, we'll give you 10,000. If you do this, we'll give you, you know, and each, uh, each reel, regardless of how it does, it does perform, it does, uh, give you money. It could be a uh, dollar. It could be up to $500, but they do give you money for each play that you have. Right. Um, and then with longer, which used to be IGTV is now Instagram video with longer ones. That's where Instagram is trying to be like YouTube and add their own ads to it. And it gets uh it gets money that way. So that's that's one way from an Instagram standpoint. So that would be like ad cast for YouTube? Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. AdSense, yep. Uh, AdSense. Yeah, so it, it does that. Why? Because they're trying to compete with YouTube and they're trying to compete with TikTok. Because TikTok has the creator fund. Once you've reached about ten thousand followers over there, mm -hmm. you get paid for your TikToks. Um, so they're trying to do that. They also Actually, all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, um, and TikTok have kind of like a brand manager. So brands could go into your profile, look at your analytics, and see if they want to work with you. And they'll say, hey, create content, and we'll give you this amount of money. And you'll be able to see all the brands that are trying to give you different campaigns. So that's, one, that's another way. Facebook has about like seven different ways to make money. Like they have uh, in-stream ads, they have Insta, uh, Insta articles, they have uh, bonuses for reels, they have subscriptions, they have uh, stars, they, they have copyright uh, management. They have a whole lot of things that people don't even know because they haven't even logged into a free uh, tool called Creator Studio. Hmm. Like Creator Studio will allow you to see from a monetization standpoint how all your content that is being able to be monetized. And it gives you like the different stats. Like you, if you go live, you're instantly like invited to do stars, right? If you hit 10,000 likes on your Facebook page, then it's like, okay, now you're able to do in-stream ads. Now you're able to do subscriptions. Now you're like... There's so many different tools and ways to monetize on Facebook. All you have to do is just log into Creator Studio and apply. How, how does the article work? You said you just write up articles. So self-published yeah. articles that you write. Yeah. Hmm. So Creator Studios on Facebook, mm -hmm. it like walks you through. Yeah, and and the great thing it's also a, a scheduling uh, tool, so you can schedule out all your Instagram and your Facebook um, posts on there, stories, all that great stuff. So I feel like, I mean. As the years have passed, it feels like Facebook has been like the old person's like social media. But yeah. obviously, we should be paying attention. I mean, it's still the biggest platform. It's still, it's still the yeah, biggest, still the biggest yeah. platform. Yeah, we're, we're, if we're not paying attention to these things, we're doing ourselves a I, I think a service, if, right? if we pay attention, more, we will get more rewarded because yeah. that's where the money is. Yeah. Like, Meta's not playing. Like, they, they want it. But they understand it's where it's short form right now. It's, you know... 
YouTube is still killing it from a, from a monetization standpoint. So we have to do something. So let's OD and give you all, all the money over here, but you're not going to pay attention because you're on TikTok and you're on YouTube and you're on Instagram. And it's like some people like uh, country Wayne, Mm. he's, he's known for making six figures off of Facebook, right? Not just Instagram, but Facebook because he put his clips up and it was doing numbers and Facebook was like, you know what? We're going to give you this check. So in the YouTube sense, mm-hmm. I know we got AdSense. Yep. We got Super Chat. So there yep. any, any other strategies to monetize? Uh, they have merch and they have subscriptions. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So what are some um, tricks and tips for Instagram? Ooh, okay. So let's start with hashtags, right? So hashtags, if, if people don't know, hashtags, think about it like, think about it like blocks, right? Each block has a certain amount of people chilling on it, right? The more hashtags you put, the more people that you're going to be exposed to because you're going to all these different blocks, right? Now, some blocks have about a hundred people on it. And some people, some blocks have about 1 million people on it, right? So you have to kind of be strategic with what hashtags that you use. Now, Instagram said use between like three to six, right? When they used to do 30. And yeah, before it was like put a whole bunch of 30s, like 30 hashtags, do the highest numbers, right? And put it in the first, in your, like the first comment. Now they're saying do uh, about up to six to eight, right? And put it actually in your captions because what we're trying to do is keyword in there. And so now once you type in a certain keyword on Instagram search, now we're able to pick that up. So people should be looking at about, I would say a, a strong like six to eight going from wide to narrow. So what I mean by that is like 1 million going all the way down to like 10K. Why? Because you want to go on the blocks that have a lot of people, but then you want to go on the blocks that have small people because those are your specific audience, right? And at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about numbers. It's about really getting into your audience because those are the people who are going to be able to convert. So six to eight, And then using those, like having about like, I'll say three to five different batches of hashtags. Don't use the same one over and over and over again, right? Because that means you're just chilling on the same blocks every single time. Shadow ban like that. I got shadow. Yeah. Well, so that that used to be a thing. So, but that is like controversial because Instagram put out saying they don't shadow ban. No, they got I got shadow ban twice, and um, and and I know a lot of people who have. What, what happened was uh, years ago, you know, it was a thing where you have like thirty hashtags and mm-hmm. you just copy and paste it, mm-hmm. and then, you know the hashtags. But it wasn't what happens with that is that at least back then, it gets red flagged to spam. Yes. So shadow ban me. How I knew I got shadow ban. A, my engagement went down dramatically, but how I knew I got shadow ban is like I typed in a hashtag, put a hashtag on the post, typed it in, yep. and then went to it, and then it wasn't there. It was a unique hashtag that nobody would ever have, like peanut butter and jelly, earn your leisure, like something that is only my hashtag. Yeah, okay. So when you type it in, there's only should be one post that yeah. shows up, but there's no post that shows up mm-hmm. because the posts aren't showing. So I don't think they've ever actually acknowledged that hashtag at 
a shadow bans are real, but I can personally vouch that shadow bans are real because I've been shadow banned twice. No, and and it is like a real thing, but some people instantly go and say that they're shadow banned. Right. When it's honestly that their content just isn't working yeah, anymore. Yeah. So you kind of have to know the difference. So if anybody does think that they should do what he just said, which is like use a specific hashtag and just see if you pull up. If you do, you're not shadow banned. Your content just sucks. And that's okay. <laughs> that's it's, okay, too. That, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you just got to be aware of it and just make the adjustments. But but use use hashtags that's relevant to the post. Was, yes. That's what I was and going. switch the yes. hashtags. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, use yeah. the same hashtags. No. I'm thinking like if you, obviously, when we post a lot of things about business yep. and entrepreneurship, right, if we just do a hashtag that said friendship, there's more people that have the friendship hashtag. Absolutely. You're going to probably bring that audience in, but that doesn't even make sense to put something like that in. Mm-mm, no, because you're going to, you're going to, that's why I say you're going to attract a lot of people, yeah. right? But it's not what they want and it's not the audience that you need because they're not going to necessarily buy or share or anything because you just got their attention for that one time mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. Right. So you do want to go more specific with what the content is and who you are. Right. Because that's that's the people that you're looking for. Now, is that a slower kind of pace? It is. Right. So you're going to get numbers, but you're not going to necessarily get the numbers as if you did the bigger hashtags. But in the long run, you make more money that way. You get more impact that way by using the correct hashtags than just going with Super Bowl or you know uh, Throwback Thursday dog and things lover. like yeah, yeah 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 and you yeah. you don't have a dog but are there, are there, yeah are there, are there any specific hashtag like a lot of times bots take over your page oh god is there like specific hashtags to stay away from to detract them anything that's over two million anything like if you look up a hashtag it literally tells you how many posts are in that particular hashtag mm-hmm. so if you go and you check it stay away from anything that's over two million because the bots are instantly like oh that that's where the crowd is yeah. so let me go where the crowd is and if you're going to put that i'm going to flood it with oh my god let me tell you about how much money i said i saved with so and so and please no get away so let's talk about the most downloaded app last year, the most popular app yep. for people under 21, I believe. TikTok. Um, TikTok. Yeah. So the importance of TikTok, what are some what are some tips from TikTok? Because TikTok, the interesting thing with TikTok is that it's the newest out of all of the major yes. apps. Yes. So there's still a lot of opportunity. Yes. Um, but more and more people is, so the opportunity is not going to be there forever. No. So what's your thoughts on TikTok and what is some advice for people that's trying to do TikTok? So TikTok is so addicting and so fun at the same time. But I love how like the older crowd is like, I don't know nothing about TikTok. But you spend three hours on it, so I don't know what you're talking about, right? You you the one scrolling. So what's unique about it is that they actually award you when you use your phone. Like they give you so many different effects and filters and everything like that. You don't necessarily need a DSLR camera to create anything on TikTok. Majority of the things that you see is created on your phone. So when you're creating on TikTok, start with your phone, right? You can do the, you can upload anything you want, but start on your phone and use the trending effects. So for example, if, you're starting the new year and they have like in 2022, you're going to be doing this. And it, it kind of flip use that because everybody is doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and the sounds as well is what gets you the most exposure filters 
and effects and sounds. And it's even, like the computer lady voice. Mm-hmm. That too. That yeah. that part too. But like any of the uh, trending songs. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what a lot of people are doing, even if they don't necessarily like the song, but they know that it's trending, they're going to lower the volume. Right. So the voice, you can still hear the voice, you still hear the point of what they're trying to do, but they're maximizing on the reach because they know that song is going to be working. So if you you do that and it's, it's crazy because like you could do just drop the water and pick it back up and make a crazy face and you put the right song on it. Millions Out of here. for no reason, just because you know how to play the game of trend, uh, trending effects, trending songs. And I'm using the actual camera because they're going to reward the people who actually use the tools because the platforms spend too much time creating this stuff. If you don't use it, they're like, well, screw you. I don't like you. One, one good advice that I got for TikTok that actually works is especially if you're doing educational content. Yeah. Do the hook like. At the beginning yes. of the video, like meaning, like if it's a 60 second TikTok video, like start the video off with saying how to lose 10 pounds without working out. Yep. And then go into what you're saying yeah. as opposed to just trying to say, okay, start off with you got to do cardio in the morning. Da, 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 and right. then it's like you say whatever and try to make it like something that's really interesting. Like mm-hmm. a, it's kind of like the equivalent of, you know, a headline yes. on a, on a news article. Yes, like, you got it. Bigger than that, though, you got to just catch somebody's attention real mm-hmm. quick, and then it's like, now go. Yeah. And um, I've been studying TikTok, and that's one of the things that I've, I've noticed. Like I said, especially with educational content. Yeah. Like the kind of content that we create, or something like that. Like it's important to let people know what they're getting right now. Yeah. The, and the, then go into it. People have short attention span nowadays. Like it, it is what it is, and even. Even on longer form videos, they actually recommend that same kind of style of giving giving them a hook. If you see some of the YouTube videos. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah YouTube will be like, in this video, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's get into the or intro. Or they, they take, we started doing that actually recently, mm-hmm. where you take the highlight of the video. Yeah. And that's the first yep, yep, yep. 10 seconds. Yep. And then the video starts. Yep. That's yeah. that Because that they know that in order to create retention... I got to get to the point right away, get there like, oh, this is what it's about. And then you could get to that point maybe super later in the video, but they already know what it's about. They're going to continue to watch. So with TikTok, those like, how to do this? Did you want to know um, five ways to do this? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to to want that kind of value in such a short amount of time and it's going to work everything. But if, like you said, if you go, all right, step one, step two, step three, step four, step one about what I'm going to scroll to because I want to get to what I want to know. Yeah. So the for a business, right? Yep. There's a brand. I've noticed somebody right now that's sending like I've been trying to do TikTok. Yep. It feels a little juvenile for me. Okay. I don't know what like that that they, they, they're counting that out as like you know what I can't do it. Obviously, if this is something you, should, you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. But how? What is the time requirement for somebody to put out effective? TikToks and is there a schedule of how many times they should be posting on TikTok? So of of course the like the typical is bare minimum once a day, but if you're really trying to blow, it's like three times three times a day, right? And I I, I follow this chiropractor, crazy uses the trending sounds right, mm-hmm. and literally just gets to the point where like puts the mic and you hear the. <laughs> Kind of thing. Like when they crack the yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been, right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. been blowing up. Yeah. 
but chiropractic is not sexy. Like it's not a, it's not an interesting topic for, but if you do like just what people want to hear, like they have what that ASMR kind of the, the sound thing, mm -hmm. they know people want to hear that. They want to hear the cracks and they want to hear the trending sound. Boom. Any, not all businesses have to dance, have to do the pointing stuff or anything. But what you do have to do is find the point of your business, highlight it, and use something trending to it so it makes it sexy. Yeah, it's important. What, what do you feel about like titles? Like people put titles on videos. It's, it's needed because, once again, it's one of those things that will keep your attention. I know exactly what it's about. Like I'm not guessing. So like titles and captions is the easiest thing to do in order to create retention, right? Because I don't want, if you don't have a title and if you don't have captions, that means I have to like really watch you, right? And nine out of 10 times, we're not watching it with sound on, right? So if we had sound, we may be able to watch it longer, but we're, we're only given a certain amount of time. Now, if you have a title and it's saying how to do this or the fire is bars from so-and-so, I'm watching it, right? But if you don't have anything, I have to assume what it is. And you don't want to assume, you don't want the, the followers to assume what your content is. They need to know right then and there in order to, to watch it. That is a fact. It's very, it's like newspaper mm -hmm. or anything, a magazine. Imagine if a magazine never had any titles. It just had words. Words and pictures. You'd be guessing. Like, if you was interested in a picture, like, if you just seen Jay-Z and you're a huge Jay-Z fan, mm -hmm. you might read it. Right. But that would be extremely difficult to retain people's attention yeah. if there wasn't titles. Uh, and it, we have to look at what we like outside of social media in order to cr improve our content. So what I mean by that is, like, if we're trying to promote something and like we watch movies, we see trailers, mm -hmm. right? We see how they do like really quick, like a, an action scene real quick. They'll show like the credits and then they'll get to the story and that's it, right? The same kind of things with our content. Like, let me see something right to the point, get to an intro or something. Because why? Because we've seen other media outlets do it. And if we like it, then we should do it ourselves. And what people do is just they just watch other people's content and that's it. But it we have to ask every single day. I, like every at least five posts, I go, why did I like this? Why did I just comment on this? Why did I just share it? You know? And then I try to execute on what I actually liked. So if somebody had a title, I'm going to have that kind of title change the font, change the location of it because I'm not trying to copy it. Right. But I, I like the idea of it or, okay, this person did like shortcuts real quick. So it changed from you to you to the main person real quick, fast to keep my attention. I'm going to try to do that as well, because I know looking at a person for too long, I'm going to lose interest. And so how do I make sure, even though I'm talking, I change different angles side by side by side. Why? Because I've seen it on music videos. I've seen it in movies. I've seen it in this. So you got to look at, at content, not only from a consumer side, but how do I produce exactly that? Because if I like it, at least a hundred other people like what I like. Yeah. As, as you were saying, and I'm thinking like, I was just watching Don't Look Up. 
the movie's playing for like five minutes before the title even comes out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, we've been trained this whole time in movies. We just weren't looking at like that's content. Yeah, but it, it is. Uh, I, I got a question for like a brand or somebody. What application should they be on? I, I, in level of importance, and obviously Facebook is number one. Yeah. But if we're building a brand, building a business, mm -hmm. what are the applications we should be on? Definitely. So I think it, it really depends on who you are, right? Because I'm really big on understanding who you are to create content. So I always break it down into something simple as like, are you an introvert and an extrovert, right? Because if you're an introvert, you're not going to always do videos. You're not going to feel comfortable in it. Even though this is a video driven world right now, what it seems like there's still a whole audience of other introverts that are looking for your quotes. They're looking for your blogs and articles and things like that. Mm -hmm. Right? So YouTube may not be the thing for you. Right? Medium, which is a, like a blogging platform yeah, yeah. that may be LinkedIn articles. That may be like, that may be your vibe, right? Quotes on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, not YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That may be your vibe. You can get a whole audience. Shout out to Madi, right? Madi does all these different quotes. That's it. He hates video. And he has over 100K followers on Instagram. Doesn't plan on doing video, right? Now, if you are an extrovert or an ambivert and you can do video, can you do it for a long form time? You're going to want to do YouTube. Why? Because YouTube is the Google for videos. If I'm trying to search for something, I'm going to go on Google and your video is going to pop up or I'm going on YouTube about how to do this and your video is going to pop up. So from a longevity standpoint, you always want to do YouTube because it lasts longer than any other social media platform, right? Um, of course, you're going to want to do Facebook because that's just still, that's still the vibe, mm -hmm. right? Um, for short form videos, you're going to want to concentrate on TikTok and Instagram, right? The one that is blowing up right now that everybody does need to pay attention to is LinkedIn. It's super organic. It's just, and what they're trying to do is kind of steer away from, I'm always professional. I'm only about resumes and hiring and everything to like, no, we're a social media platform too. We actually have really some dope creators and we'll give you organic reach that is missing right now. They have hundreds of millions of users. Yes. And that's where the bag is. Yeah. Like clients and things like that, we, you know, create getting money from these platforms is cool, but the real money is with these deals, right? The real money is with sponsorships and things like that. The things that you can control and they're on LinkedIn. There's a lot of corporate. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. If you're trying to get corporate dollars or get deals, it makes sense to do that. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so it just, it just depends on who you are and what type of brand you are and really finding your vibe of, because Social media is already an uncomfortable place. We're not like, we didn't wake up being like, oh, okay, you know what? I was just wanting to tell my story to everybody. Now, some people are because, you know, that's what it is, but not everybody is like that. And so you have to find a social media platform that you're comfortable in because everybody's on all social media platforms. That's crazy. When you were talking about that, it made me think of uh, Justin LaBoy. Before we knew who he was, before he had respectfully justin it was quotes mm -hmm. and that's all we knew like he was like i'm like i've never seen this guy before right 
That, that's interesting. But that, but he killed it with that. Like you have to master yeah. that that piece of content that you feel comfortable and that you can consistently do all the time, and then you can do the video, and then you can try all these other avenues. But if you don't master one piece of content and one platform, because you think about it, we don't know. Let's say, give me your favorite. Give me your favorite social media influencer. Rashad Bilal. Give me yours. <laughs> Good choice. My, yeah, choice. my favorite influencer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very mad at that. You know what? I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really follow a lot of influencers. I'm more of like brands. Okay. So like Bleacher Report. I follow like Sports Center. Like a lot of those type. Or Bleacher Report. I would say so, Bleacher Report. So let's say, where do you watch most of Bleacher Report's content? Instagram. Okay. So my point is, you don't go saying, "Yo, it's." so-and-so from social media, you identify them with a platform. Why? Because they've dominated on that. And then their content gets repurposed everywhere else, right? So that's why I'm really big on figure out the content, figure out the platform, and do that because then you can take that same content and repurpose it everywhere else when you have a team. Yeah, that's what, even if you don't have a team, if you create like what we do, mm-hmm. like if we do, let's say it's a TikTok video that's made for TikTok. Now, we can put that, as long as it's under a minute, we can put that for IG, real, yeah. and then we can put it in Facebook, yeah. and we can also put it on Twitter. Yeah. And just like a tweet, you put a tweet out, take a picture picture of the tweet, put it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then publish it to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So now you, you just create content for one native yeah. platform but you can usually repurpose that yeah. especially yeah. videos you can put videos in anywhere mm-hmm. if it's under two minutes to 22 seconds you, i think 20 seconds you could put it on on twitter yeah um so a lot of times people think they got to create all different content for different platforms no it but it is about giving a different it depends on your goal it, it does depend that to creating a different experience on each platform why because if i'm comfortable on instagram and you're reposting the same exact thing everywhere else, I'm gonna stay on Instagram, right? So like you may do a reel on Instagram, but you do a, a take that same clip and make it maybe 10, cent, 10 seconds longer and put it on Facebook, that's, that's still a different experience. Change the caption up, that's still a different experience, yeah. right? Well, what people tend to do, which is the biggest no-no, is just share that to Facebook. Hit that share to uh, Facebook thing. Yeah. And they're like, why don't I have the same experience? Why don't I have the same likes and engagement? Because you didn't cater to the platform. Like hashtags don't necessarily work the same way on all platforms, right? So you, yeah, repurpose it, but repurpose it strategically. So if I'm going to do a tweet, I'll do a tweet at nine, um, post a picture on Instagram at nine as well, but that tweet is going out on Instagram about four o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. And a video may be going out on Facebook, but then that same video is going to be on YouTube. And like, you got to be strategic with the with the the repurposing. And then also for repurposing, you don't necessarily have to do the exact same thing, but you could do the same content. So what yeah. I mean is like, uh, if you do like an article on Instagram, right, and it's a picture, mm-hmm. and then the caption explains what the picture is about yeah you can take that caption and make it a tweet yeah which is is different mm-hmm. because one's a tweet one's actually a picture with a caption yeah and then also for the video like what we do sometimes is like 
for like this interview, right, might get one clip that's long form. Yeah. Like the whole um, phone. Mm-hmm. And that'll just be for like an IG reel or a TikTok with the same clip vertical. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be for like Twitter and Facebook. And then the vertical one will have like a title on it. So it's a different look. Yeah. Even though it's the same content, one is more of a real form. One is more of a long form video. You know who's doing it really dope um, from a podcasting standpoint? Rory and Maul. So I don't know if you've seen their content. So they'll do videos with captions on it. And what they'll do is take screen uh, screenshots of different frames from that video and create a carousel saying kind of the same story, right? So they could take that particular carousel or those particular screenshots and they could put it on YouTube as kind of like a carousel and on Facebook mm. as a carousel and and uh, and LinkedIn where it came from a video. So normally people create all separate types of carousels on it, which carousels is amazing if you're not putting it on your content strategy, you should, right? But- they're saying, okay, I'm we're we're dominant in video, but I'm just gonna take some screenshots, do some crazy faces with the screenshots, right? Um, and let that tell the story instead of depending on people watching the video, because we have to understand people receive information differently. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes video. Yes, we yeah. like to read. It's, it's like the the news article that comes up, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, now you got a slide because now I have to see. What this picture was. Yeah. About. Well, you got to pay attention to what's popular on, because like me, that's why I follow a lot of sports pages, because I don't really get inspired by financial literacy pages, because I feel like the financial literacy pages kind of follow us a lot. Yes. So it's hard to get inspired by somebody who you're inspiring. Talk that talk. No, it's just reality. But, um, so, but. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Modestly speaking. But I say that to say, so I noticed what you're talking about. I noticed that from like, ESPN Bleacher Report when I saw it started to happen and like where they have like a picture of Steph Curry shooting a three. Yes. And then the next slide is the actual play. Absolutely. And I was like, why are they doing this? And then I started to realize like that was like a trending topic mm-hmm. on on um, Instagram where you, you're breaking or even breaking the video up. Yes. As opposed to just having one long video. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like anything. I feel like social media, you just, you really, the best way is to really like stay up to date. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to like just dibble and dabble in it because you're not it changes so yeah. much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the, the another reason why that trend also works is because you have to think of how am I going to keep users on the platform longer, right? So I already caught your attention with that picture. Now, if you go to the next slide, I'm keeping you for at least another sixty seconds watching the video, mm-hmm. and you get rewarded by that because the platform's looking at it like you're keeping my people here. Mm-hmm. I'm making money off of this. So any type of content that you're creating, you have to think about it like, how do I keep people longer on the platform? Hence why, if anybody remembers, uh, when Facebook like stopped really rewarding people just putting up your YouTube links, like those got really trash engagement. Why? Because you're taking people off oh, Facebook. Right. So if you create content that keeps them on longer, right, now that's where you'll see the engagement go up over and over again. So once people saw, okay, I just got to take a picture and then show the video. Well, let me just do that over and and it starts trickling, not just from the sports uh, standpoint, but then from everyone else seeing it just because they know it's a play of, I got to keep the people on there longer. It's, it's like when they remove the swipe up and now you got to put the link. 
<laughs> so there you th- go. Th- these are trends. And so now I'm interested because like you're the expert here. So you started with the mashups, yeah. right? With the sound over yeah. there. And then now we see the carousels and the screenshots that lead to videos. Yeah. So what do you see is like the next trend? What, what what are you seeing out there that's like, all right, this is where this is headed? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's not necessarily the next trend. You have to master short form. Okay. As TikTok stays number one, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them are going to try to create a, a true short form competitor, right? So until TikTok gets knocked down, there's not going to be a new trend. There's not going to be nothing real. Like you have to master being able to do something within 15 to 30 seconds. Do they allow an, a minute? Yeah. But if you can master 15 to 30 seconds, think about it like it's an appetizer, right? You give somebody an appetizer, they're going to be like, okay, I want the full meal, right? So your short form videos are going to be the appetizers of your brand, right? And so the more that people see it, they're like, okay, what else do you have part of? Like, okay, maybe I'll see a 60 second. Maybe I'll read a blog. Maybe I'll go to your YouTube and things like that. But if you don't necessarily have short form videos in your arsenal right now, people, it, it, it it's it's starting to fade a little bit for them. Mm. Right. So even with, with YouTube shorts and things like that, like we have to, we have to figure that mastery out. We have to figure out that formula of the hooks. We have to figure out the formula of the Texas. How do we make things pop up? You know, we have to figure out, you know, uh, how to use the sounds, how to use the different effects, how to be using more of the tools that they give us, Rather than necessarily, how do I make doper, longer content? Or how do I take better pictures and things like that? How do I get, um, another one is AR. AR is, you know, with the filters is crazy. For those people who are interested in creating AR filters, that's going to be a wave. Because you have to think about, okay, these creators need to do something with their content. So if I'm creating a, a dope AR filter for it, mm-hmm. not only does that bring attention to my brand, it brings attention to the creators, a win-win situation, and they're going to go to you for more stuff. So uh, short form and AR filters, I think, is those those two things to concentrate on. Um, so like TikTok, you can create a lot of the, most of the content on your phone. Yep. But like if people are still interested in maybe IG or just... You know, what are some apps that they can possibly use, like, that you know, mm-hmm. on a computer to just create more high-level content? So I'm big on creating, like, your media team, right, with apps, because not everybody can afford a videographer and a photographer, right? So for your video editor, you're going to use InShot. You're going to use apps like Video Leap. Um, you're going to use apps like, what's another one? Uh, VidLab. You know, those those apps are really good for iMovie if you really want to start it out. But InShot, uh, VidLab, oh, CapCut is my new favorite one. I'm not going to lie. What is CapCut? It's one of the top apps. Oh, I love CapCut. one of the top apps of 2021. So it is a video editor and a photo editor. So you can do captions in there. You can do titles in there. You can do transitions in there. You can make a still picture like turn into a video so it does like kind of like 3D kind of thing. You can do the cartoon, the big head, like the effects that it has in there. You can remove backgrounds. You can do green screen. It's it's everything for free. 
like other services, you have to pay for all these different features. It's it's super free and it's super easy. I'm, it's one of my it's definitely one of my favorite apps. So um, if, if I were to put it in order, CapCut, InShot um, and Video Leap is my three top ones that I use on a regular basis for video editing. Now, a photo editor, because please, please, please stop using taking pictures and not editing it. It's not cute. It's not sexy. Like taking with just a uh, just a regular yeah. like with no your camera and just nothing. It's no like there's too many apps that makes you look like a photo editor, right? So you have uh you have Visco, you have Lightroom, and you have Snapseed is my top three for having a photo editor on your team. Right now, if you want a graphic designer, you're gonna look at Canva. You're going to look at Adobe Spark Post and you're going to look at, uh, what's the other one that I use? Yeah, it's Photo Leap because they have Video Leap and Photo Leap. Photo Leap, right? So those three, especially Canva, right? Why? Like they have everything in there. Like you want to look for a newsletter, they have a newsletter uh, template. You want to look for a YouTube thumbnail, they have that, right? Email it, like everything is right there. People are getting paid to create templates, use them, right? Just change the colors, change the fonts, things like that, right? And then the last thing is people are going to need a social media manager, right? Use a creator studio or a Facebook business suite. That's another one. Um, Later or buffer. Those are the apps that will allow you to schedule out your content that you're making now, right? And for you to be consistent because what the biggest thing is when you create a whole bunch of content, they're like, all right, when do I post? I don't have time. I have real life. I have kids and mom and all that great stuff. Yeah. Just give it to your social media manager, AKA the app and let them post it for you. And all you got to do is change it back, you know, check on the times that you do go engage with it. And that's it. That's a whole lot of game. A whole lot of game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you can be rewarded for low, Low quality videos, but not low quality pictures. Mm-hmm. Two different, two different things. Keep your pictures up to par. I love taking good pictures. That's why I, had, I, I knew Canva because mm-hmm. I'm like trying to study photography. Listen, Canva is Canva is a cheat picture. code. No, I promise yeah. you, Canva is a cheat code. Uh, Lightroom is a cheat code, and CapCut is a cheat code. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. So what's what what's 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 next for you? What's 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 on your horizon? Man, uh, it seems like. Everything content creation. So um, I'm going to be a uh, creator on LinkedIn. That's why I said LinkedIn is starting to do some different things. Your career, what does that mean? Your so career. they have a creator accelerator program. So only like 100 uh, content creators got picked in order to like make make LinkedIn uh, look like us, right? Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so that where you're going to have like exclusive content on LinkedIn, uh, for about like 10 weeks, that's happening. Um, I got Nikki and Moose, the podcast, just dump, like completely killing that up, like wanting to really dominate in the, you know, the remote space more of as a podcast, breaking down, you know, brands and businesses, but more not just talking about their accolades, but how did they build the brand? Right. Congratulations on that. Thank you. There Thank you. you. Yeah, like we just had we just had Wall Street Trapper. Yeah, I saw that. And cool. it was like we leave all like the story and the stock stuff for everybody, for y'all and everybody else, because that's what it need. 
But y'all, how did you build that brand? <laughs> like, did you have a PR person? So that's like kind of what we we go through with Nikki and Moose. And, and that's really my main thing, deeper than the brand, teaching other people how to create content, how to build their brand. You know, that, that's my main focus of, of this time. Thank you for joining us. How can the people contact you, social media handles and all of that? Yeah, every everything uh, at This Is Nikki's, N-I-C-K-Y with an S, right? Um, mainly on Instagram, though. I'm mm -hmm. big on Instagram. I love it. I'm going to be active in LinkedIn, too, so find me there, too. Yeah, shout out to all the Microsoft investors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta get on LinkedIn more. Yeah, yeah. We got to do some stuff on LinkedIn. Something that we kind of not put a lot of energy in. Oh, no, I'm, I'm telling you. That all changes today. <laughs> when I said, I'm telling you, they LinkedIn looks like us. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to LinkedIn, Troy. Housekeeping items. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Shout out to all of our earners in EYL University, the number one place for everything in the world of business and entrepreneurial uh, endeavors. Uh, shout out to everybody that's supporting our merch. I got my my one on one. Uh, shout out to Soul Dad. They made uh, I thought. Uh, I'm trying to get a tracksuit. I ain't gonna lie. I got oh, credit God, card easy. ready. Uh, credit card ready. You're officially alumni now. I'm just letting you. Got your Spurgo on. Listen, yeah, shout, shout out to Spurgo. Yeah. Shout out to Spurgo. My young boy just, just hit the 16th birthday. Shout out to him. And, shout out uh, to tape too. Shout out to y'all for, for locking in with us, man. We appreciate the support as always. Yeah, you know what's so funny about LinkedIn before we leave? So mm. uh, shout out to my man, Harold. So we have a friend that um, he works at LinkedIn. So yeah. before, you know, no, 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 uh, no. So before we um, started Earn Your Leisure, I was running around just, you know, trying to make as many connections as possible. So the week before Earn Your Leisure dropped, we went, I went to um, visit him at the LinkedIn office in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him, like, yeah, we about to start this podcast called Earn Your Leisure. It's going to be big. Like, it's going to be real big. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just kind of explaining to him. He's listening. He's just walking through the office and all of that. So that was like my first time actually like telling somebody about Earn Your Leisure. Yeah. At the LinkedIn office in Manhattan three years ago, so it's yeah. history. There's history there. LinkedIn is. We'll be back in the to... office <laughs> <laughs> that shortly. Is, that is a fact. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school, being Forbes, backdrop, backdrop, <laughs> a mic drop, backdrop, backdrop. <laughs>